Welcome to So Says Rick. Mostly true stories by Rick Hall. Welcome to my first podcast ever. I have a great horn solo, Laura. I'm Rick Hall. <laughs> and I'm Laura Hall. And this is, like I said, my first podcast of my original story, So Says Rick. It's so exciting. It is. I'm I'm excited about it. We're coming from a beautiful studio in downtown Los Angeles, California. Actually, our garage in North Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you could say NoHo. That's a, right, then so, it's hipper. That's hipper. Mm-hmm. So, Rick, not everyone knows who you are, so you should tell them a right. little bit about yourself. I am an actor, writer, musician, and I'm a farmer. I grew up on a farm in central Illinois, and I have a farm back there myself. My brother Rob runs it for me. I'm an actor who worries about the price of grain. And I met Laura when I went to Chicago and got hired by the touring company of Second City. Yes, we met in a crowded, stinky van, touring all over the country, doing improv. Boy, that sounds so romantic. It does, It it was romantic, though. We fell in love in the van. We did. And now we've been together over 30 years. Yeah. Also, Laura, if you don't know, Laura is the musical director on the hit show, Whose Line Is It Anyway?, and I am lucky to have her. She wrote the theme music you heard before. What is the instrument, the lead instrument? On? It's called a melodica. Okay, what is a melodica? It's like if a harmonica and an accordion had a baby. Hey, it be an- hey this is a family show. <laughs> family show. <laughs> it's also featured on the theme song from The Office. Oh, so we're almost cool. Or plagiarists. Right. So as an actor, I go through these periods where I'm working a lot and then I'm not working. And it was during one of those downtimes many years ago that I was complaining about not having any work. And Laura encouraged me. What did you say, honey, that inspired me? I said, get off your butt and write down some of your stories (laughs) and tell them. That's not exactly how you said it. But she inspired me to go ahead and write my stories because my whole family are storytellers. They're good storytellers. Yeah, you sit at the kitchen table, and after the meal's over, then the stories come out. But I love telling stories, and I ended up telling a lot of stories about growing up on the pig farm in Illinois and ended up with a one-man show called Pig Boy. And we toured all over with that. We did, and then we took it to the HBO Comedy Festival. In Aspen, yeah. Oh, and the New York Times said that my stories were spellbinding. Yeah. Yeah, and you feel that way because you hear them all the time. (laughs) Laura spends a lot of time around the house being spellbound. Exactly. So storytelling has really blown up in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. It's great. I have so many venues that I can tell stories at, and it's such a community here in Los Angeles and all over. And there's festivals everywhere. It's very cool. Exactly. And a lot of my stories are pretty much true stories about... Well, close to true. Well, they're my version of the truth right? because they happened to me. Like some of my friends I grew up with say, wait, that's about me. But you didn't tell it exactly right. To you, I would say, get your own show. (laughs) Is that too mean? (laughs) No, 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 no. no. And I try and change names uh, to protect the innocent. But he does a terrible job changing them. If it's you, you'll recognize yourself. Okay, I had a story in Pig Boy about having a crush on, uh, in the story, the girl's name is Shirley Farley. But what's her real name? 
Sherry Fraley. <laughs> right after the show, she's like, was that story about me? And I'm like, how'd you know? <laughs> okay, so each episode of So Says Rick will have a story in it. And uh, some of the stories we recorded in front of a live audience, and some of them we'll do in our beautiful NoHo studio. Might even have a few guest storytellers. That's right. Hey, maybe you'll do one once. I certainly could. She tells stories. She spellbinds me all the time. (laughs) So the first story I'm going to tell, appropriately, is a Mother's Day story. It was recorded in Jacksonville, Illinois, at the Playhouse on the Square, and produced by our friends Rich and Lori McCoy. I have to say, and I have to warn you all, that my mom is actually in the audience, and the story is all about her. So there are points in the story where I talk to mom from the stage, and uh, that's okay because half the audience were my family members anyway. (laughs) We had a good time. But I tease mom pretty hard in this story, but I just want you to uh, know that I have her permission to tell this story. I'm 60 years old, and I have to ask my mom's permission. And that's the way it is. So we take you now to a live recording of a performance from Playhouse on the Square. When Dad and Mom started out, they didn't have a lot of money. So um, they skimped whenever they could. And Mom was a coupon shopper. Everything She never bought anything for what it really cost. And she would play this game where, um, after going shopping, at the end of the day, we'd be all in watching TV, and she'd come in with an item and go... Guess what I paid for this? <laughs> this package of Oreos, which, by the way, okay, I'm already interrupting my own story. My mom never bought Oreos. She bought Hydrox. Yes. <laughs> Oreos are delicious, fat-filled cookie wafers that are delicious and wonderful to eat. Hydrox are two pieces of cardboard. <laughs> and she would call them Oreos like we didn't know. So she would say, guess how much I paid for this package of Oreos? Normally, they're 49 cents. Well, we kids, we understood the game. We bid high so mom would win because she was the coupon shopper and the one that got the food. We wanted her to win. And we, so we'd say, oh, I'd say 49 cents normally, uh, 45, 42, 46. She'd turn to dad who was reading the paper and she'd say, well, Roy, and he'd go, I don't know. Done. Why <laughs> like, nobody gets a package of Oreos for time? She never learned she'd come back with a can of high C, the big can of high C that you'd open with the metal thing. You know? yeah. Normally, three for a dollar, 33 cents a piece. Guess what I paid for three of them? And we'd all bid, you know, come on, Dad, please play the game. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know, 95 cents, uh, 78 cents, 85 cents. Dad, how much? And, oh, I don't know. Quarter. <laughs> well, nobody gets high school. But mom finally won when she came in with a loaf of bread. She said, Guess how much I paid for the bread? Normally, I can get four loaves for a dollar. Guess, yeah, it was really good bread. <laughs> Guess how much I paid for this loaf of bread? We all make our bids. It's, you know, dollar 20 cents, 24 cents, 23 cents. Come on, Dad. Come on, Dad. He goes, I don't know. Nickel. She says, No, Roy. It was double coupon day, and I had a rebate. They paid me 30 cents to take this. Mom <laughs> also had a gift. She never threw out any food. No matter how old it got, no matter how moldy, no matter how 
It was like um, it was like a valley of dry bones at our house. She could bring them back to life. <laughs> she, I heard things like, "Oh, that bologna's not bad. We just need to fry it." Right. <laughs> or, oh yeah, those dinner rolls are pretty stale. But if you put them in the microwave for ten seconds, <laughs> nice, nice and soft. But you gotta eat them quick before they get hard. <laughs> for years. I didn't know what a good dinner roll tasted like. Oh, and, and then the old standby, which we heard all the time, was, oh, for crying out loud, eat it. It won't kill you. <laughs> She's right. It didn't actually kill us. I, um, I was away from home for a few years, and I went back to visit Mom and Dad. It was probably like 2005. And um, mom served a banquet Salisbury steak dinner. Remember that in the big aluminum foil pan? And I remember thinking, gosh, I don't even, I didn't even know they still had these at the grocery store. <laughs> and so she left the box on the counter. You don't even know I did this, mom. <laughs> she left the box on the counter, and after dinner, I went and looked for the expiration date. It had no expiration date. <laughs> we had eaten. Salisbury steak dinner that predated expiration. <laughs> I think Carmen Dating would have put that meal at probably circa 1990. <laughs> Ten year old Salisbury steak. And you know what? It tasted good in this country, right? <laughs> and guess what? It didn't kill me. <laughs> we were all home for Christmas a few years ago, and mom had been to Walmart, and she was unpacking the groceries, and I could tell she was missing something. She couldn't find it. And I said, Mom, what's, what are you missing? She goes, oh, doggone it. I bought some of that sliced ham, and I can't find it now. Doggone it. It was the good stuff, too. <laughs> like Walmart's got the good stuff. <laughs> and I, uh, she said, well, I bet it fell out of the bag, and it's in the shopping cart in the parking lot. I hope, I hope whoever found that needed uh, some sliced ham and was able to use it. Okay, that's Christmas time, right? We're on the phone in March. Four months later, she says, Oh, hey, by the way, you remember the ham I couldn't find at Christmas time? Well, it, I found it, and guess where it was? You'll never guess, so I'll tell you. It had fallen out of, the, out of the bag and was underneath the front seat of the car. I said, Mom, you didn't eat that ham, did you? And she goes, Oh, for crying out loud, no. It tasted terrible. <laughs> I know what you did, Mom. You opened the bag and you went, ooh, it stinks. Well, let's see what it tastes like. <laughs> I was uh, in Chicago doing a play, and there was a deli there that was famous for its chicken sandwich. And on my off night one night, I went to get the chicken sandwich at the deli, and it was everything everybody had said it would be. It was delicious. And the next day, I read in the paper that there was a salmonella outbreak in Chicago. Yeah. And then the next day, I read that they had traced the outbreak to that deli, to the chicken sandwich. There were people getting really sick all over the city. There were people who went to the hospital. A couple of people almost died. I had salmonella and I felt fine. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, you didn't really have it. Oh, baby, I did. And I won't get too graphic. But, uh, but I will tell you this. As soon as I ate, like 10 minutes later, I went to the bathroom and it came right out. 
just like I'd eaten. <laughs> oh, actually, looking at this crowd, I can probably put it in these terms. Uh, how many of you have done a colonoscopy? <laughs> I look prep for a colonoscopy. That's what it was like. Oh, oh, but it was great. For 10 days, I could eat anything I wanted. It went right through. I was eating like a pig, man. Giordano's pizza, Italian subs, and everything. Went right there. I was losing weight. I'm thinking about writing a, a diet book called The Salmonella Diet. It's not for everyone. And, and I thought, well, you know what? I, I think my mom has fed me enough mold and bacteria in my lifetime that I have built up a resistance to foodborne pathogens. And... I know this may sound like I'm bragging, but I think I'm a bit of a um, gastrointestinal superhero. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how I will use my powers for good. But I do know this, that if I'm alive when the apocalypse ha happens, and there's nothing to eat but bad meat and, and tainted water, and people are dying right and left, I will survive. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to our first podcast of So Says Rick. Dun, da, da, da. There you go. And I love it at the end of the story how everybody knows I didn't even have to prompt people to say mom because it's all about mom. And since it's Mother's Day, I also want to thank my mom for her sense of humor. I think that's where I got my sense of humor. And uh, how I got my start in the business is probably all because of mom. So what's the plan for future episodes, Rick? I am so glad you asked that, Laura, and that sounded so unrehearsed. I'm the perfect sidekick. You are, and wife. Um, my big plan is that every two weeks I'll release a new episode on a Friday night. So it gives you the weekend to listen to So Says Rick. By the way, if you want to uh, be on my mailing list, you could go to, or find out more about me, you can go to my website, the Rick Hall. Dot com, TheRickHall.com. Excellent. And you're also on Facebook and yeah. Instagram. Yes. I'll figure out how Instagram works, and I will, <laughs> I will gear that up. We'll to have it. one of our daughters teach you. There you go. So this is the credits part of my show. I want to thank Rich and Lucy McCoy for having us at Playhouse on the Square last summer. I want to thank Cindy Fox for doing the graphics for So Says Rick. And I want to thank uh, my sidekick here, my, who I am spellbound by right now, for Laura, thank you for doing the theme song. Thank you. I'd like to tag this first episode with a question I asked my brother from the stage the night of this performance, and his response is perfect. So thanks for listening to uh, our first episode of So Says Rick. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Was that a true story, Rob? Absolutely. <laughs>